Hello friends, and welcome to another episode of The Entourage Effect. I am Monica, better known online as Green Wizard. And I'm Tony Turpin. Hi, Tribe. And we're your hosts. Welcome to the most portable podcast in cannabis. This episode is brought to you today by GreenRush.com, the easiest way to buy cannabis online. So if you're in the need of some weed, go check them out. Again, GreenRush.com. Tony, what are we smoking today? <coughs> 398 Bubba Kush by our friends at Deep Roots Harvest. Yum, isn't pre-98 one of your favorites? Yeah, it's always good. It's a pretty <coughs> good one. We tend to buy uh, <coughs> Dr. Bronner's <coughs> lavender soap so that when we clean our house, it always smells very pre-98 Bubba Cushy. just has that really nice lavendery smell a lot of the time, which mm-hmm. is lovely. Yes. But we're also, but, okay, that's the number thing, one thing we're consuming, but after that. Can I talk about this? Yeah. We also, after we're done with this bowl, we have a pen with us. Uh-huh. A cannabis vape cartridge, if you will, and we don't smoke these too often. We're pretty picky about them. Because we're kind of sores. But this one is, uh, it really sets the bar very high it is the glue cartridge <coughs> glue being a strain by tsunami tsunami is a nevada based company uh-huh. that makes extracts and they're always super fire always have some great thc a terp you know diamonds and terp sauce and all that good 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 stuff and this cartridge is so great because first of all well don't explain too too much because I won't. Don't Cause worry. You might, cause, well, by the end of this episode, you're going to know every single reason why this is a luxury cart. But go ahead and mm-hmm. explain why you love it. But, um, yeah, because today, I don't know if we mentioned it, but we're talking about uh, cartridges, batteries, what you need to know about them. I love this, though, because it's like the perfect viscosity and it's forming THCA diamonds. On the outside of the cartridge. Which so is not common. It not com- I've never seen it quite personally before this cartridge. So that means and that you're... once the oil is done, you still have several really good hits left as uh, as it targets the diamonds. As you and you're going to learn why that is because this is not this is a rare cartridge. This well, isn't... it's not a um, it's a very well made cartridge, and very well made cartridges are becoming harder and harder to come by. So let's kind of talk about why that is, but let's first talk about what a cartridge is. So this guide is made for <clears throat> the most experienced cannabis user, and it's also made for for like somebody who's never even consumed cannabis at all, because I think everyone should be consuming cartridges like a connoisseur, and this is the guide that will teach you how. And so we're really going to start with exact, like like Monica said, literally, what is a cartridge? So the, <clears throat> I think the best way to describe like what cartridges are, are these little cylinders of, they're like little cylinders that are usually clear that contain cannabis oil. Sometimes we actually just call cartridges cannabis oil mm-hmm. or just oil. Um, oil pens, things like that. Yeah, and they, they, it kind of reminds me of like a vape tank, the cylinder part, if you will, if you've ever used it. Could be compared, yeah. Um, 
but you put that cartridge on top of a battery and then that battery will heat up your cartridge and then that cartridge will well with either a button or sometimes like our ours right now you just breathe in and the battery will heat up the cartridge oil and vaporizing it then we inhale it then we you know exhale it and we experience the entourage effect but there's another type of pen too right i mean you can get the cartridges but there's also disposables yeah so a disposable setup would be what we just talked about where it's the cartridge and the battery but they are sold together and connected as one unit they're usually not even detachable right and we normally <coughs> we call them disposables because they <coughs> you throw them away when they're empty you don't save it you don't keep it for later you don't you like, don't keep the battery and just <coughs> screw off and throw away the cartridge you, you don't refill the cartridge you don't charge it you don't need to worry about any of that no buttons it's really like i said it was easy like i literally described the process Open, put to your lips, inhale, exhale, repeat. And that's it, yeah. And um, so when they're still together, together is one unit, it kind of reminds me of an e-cigarette. So if you've ever seen somebody like smoking an e-cigarette and they tell you it's cannabis, it could, that it could actually be cannabis because <laughs> um, that is how they are typically sold. I mean, sometimes they look like an, so much like an e-cigarette, you couldn't tell the difference. Um, but sometimes like you can actually like see the cartridge like you can see the oil through the through. and then you're not fooling any anybody who knows yeah so like if you're in las <laughs> if you're in las vegas i always recommend to my people the ones that look more like e-cigarettes because they um because they look more conspicuous compared to the ones that look that you can see through um oh man i was gonna say something important about them <laughs> But, um, about disposables? Yes. My only, I would like to, I would personally like to say one thing. The only, uh, f maybe not flaw, but precaution I would raise towards uh, the disposables is hitting them too hard. A lot of the mechanism inside is normally pretty basic. They're not going to waste, you know, a ton of uh, engineering and money and on making it super high quality. So a lot of the time, because I used, I had a, I had a little stint with disposables, and I really like them. They're great. They're super easy to use. They're very low maintenance. You don't even have to worry about charging them, which is phenomenal. It's super easy, just grab and go. But if you hit them too hard, sometimes it's too much of a pull for the mechanism, and it'll actually start burning the oil inside. And that's not good. Your pen will start tasting bad, uh, even maybe plasticky. It's pretty nasty. And, mm -hmm. of course, it's just burning and compromising the integrity of your oil, which you don't want. That's a waste of your money and, you know, of product. Mm -hmm. So, just if you're getting a disposable, I recommend don't, you know, power puff it. Just... Take it lightly. I'm not saying, you know, get the tiniest of tiny draws, but, you know, <coughs> don't try to get the impressive clouds if you want to not kind of destroy your battery from the inside out. In fact, we are going to talk about why a lot of clouds, to me, is not a good sign of in cannabis oil once we start talking about quality. But, um, but, some, but because the oils are becoming increasingly popular and the demand is skyrocketing the technology is getting more advanced and as the technology gets more advanced 
more, more and more people. There are there are knockoffs and errors, and people creating you know counterfeit. And even with and, all of and without, low quality batteries. And gone. even without all that, what do you think happens when? an industry starts innovating but not telling their consumers that they are or how they are or how to use these new products. So we have people still thinking we're like in the old days of batteries and using them the same way and thinking maybe that like batteries are universal or things like that and I think it's the place where there's the most error, the most disappointment, and the most demand for returns which is usually not possible to to honor in dispensaries. So I think that's a huge reason why this is so important. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, if if the public kind of knows a little better what's going on with cartridges, I feel like, and batteries, I feel like there's going to be a lot less returns and things like that, and just negative surprises that you don't want with your medicine. So let's talk about why, cart- why cartridges are a good idea, and then we, I guess we could talk about why they are a bad idea. Always playing devil's advocate. On here. So they're really cool because they're discreet. They leave a very quiet odor. For the most part. I've had some that were a little loud in terms of odor, but the vast majority are really not bad. And that could be awesome when you have a family to worry about. You Uh don't need them knowing that you're medicating. Um, It's also not loud. Like, I mean, I personally think the sound of bong rips are super meditative. But not everybody agrees, and sometimes you don't want somebody hearing you rip a bong. And uh, sometimes you don't have room to have a big bong in your purse. Mm-hmm. So uh, another way, the pen is great. You can take a super, like, slip outside, take a super quiet hit. Nobody will know. Yes. Except if you get the glossy red eyes. They're also very, so they're discreet, like, odor-wise, but they're also very discreet visually. Mm-hmm. Um a lot are even made to be super, super discreet. I mean, you see some that are, like, foldable and look like a, like a car key, kind mm-hmm. of. You know those, like, kind of chunky, clicky mm-hmm. car keys that have the key that, like, flips out with a push of a button? It looks like one of those you can attach to your keychain. You have some that look like the packs. It looks like a fancy USB drive. Um, so even... You know, the normal ones are discreet, but sometimes they even go a step above and get even more discreet. The cartridge itself is, like, probably almost two inches. No bigger than three inches. Depending on what size of the cartridge is. They're standard. They're usually uh, a 500 milligram cartridge, so a half gram. They usually can hold a half gram of oil. Sometimes you even see a gram, even two grams, which are massive, but I personally am not a fan of those. And we'll talk about that later. (laughs) But the, um, but the pens, the typical battery that these things, that these cartridges attach to, so, so the bottom of the cartridge, I don't know why, I think we call it the, the 510 thread. They should call it the 710 thread, cause that's, <laughs> but I think they call it like the 510 thread because that is the actual size of the circle or of the unit. I don't know. It has something to, it has something to do with the measurements on the inside, but we're, we're not going to delve too deep into that part. Not going to lie. I don't know anything about that part, <laughs> and so actually, I'm not going to delve into it <laughs> at all, but I would love to learn about it. Well, but the most important things that we need to worry about we're going to cover in this podcast and that is one thing that 
<clears throat> I, that we're gonna delve into the logistics of batteries in another episode. We have to. That is really, That's really interesting. Important. But today we're just going to learn how to consume oil like a connoisseur. Cool. So the another reason why they're a great choice, super potent, which could be really medicinal for some people. Um, flour typically clocks in at 15% THC, usually maybe less, sometimes 10%, sometimes as high as 25%. I feel like the threshold nowadays is like 30%. That's what I was going to say. <clears throat> but no, Don't really go higher than 30%. But like we said earlier, the oil inside of these cartridges are concentrated cannabis oils. So because they're concentrated, the THC usually Much averages higher. in the 70%, but could be as low as 60 um, I've seen some that are twenty percent. Actually, actually, uh-huh. you want to know how much THC is in this pen? This one, yeah, it's in like the forty-four percent. In the and yeah, this one's in the forty-four percent. Still twice as potent as flour, but because there are so many terpenes it also, inside yeah, of it, it has way way more natural terpenes than uh, your average cartridge so therefore it makes up in terpenes for the potency and still quite potent and that's another thing that the that these oils are concentrated but in really quick but yeah normally terpenes you you'll probably see within the average of a 60 to 90 percent range yeah the, of thc but because the because we're you know we're concentrating cannabis we're not always going to get high yields of THC because we can also get high, we're learning how to get high yields of CBD. So I there are concentrates this on the market true. that are now 80% CBD. CBD carts. And the THC are is as low as like 3% and 4%. Nice. And um and like like we were saying earlier, the terpenes can be very very high in these cartridges as well, which means that we can have a very medicinal experience but not just a very not just medicinal experience but a very a um an entourage effect that is way more versatile than just smoking flour or just smoking oil like without think really thinking about it and the more you think about how you consume oil the more you consume oil like a connoisseur because okay so i like this analogy where I always tell my patients that, especially ones who have never seen cannabis before, that if that grassy green stuff, you know, flour, if that we smoke, if that stuff is coffee, then the then cannabis oil is espresso, because the they're both concentrated forms of the product that are a lot stronger, and they both give like different buzzes, different yeah, definitely you know, like, different effects, and I think and I feel like drinking coffee. You know, the traditional way, like with some, you know, with your favorite creamer, for me it's almond milk creamer, and some sugar, like when you, ha- when you add the sugar, the coffee, the, the cream, that to me, that reminds me of flour because it's like a full experience, but some people really want that concentrated experience because maybe they don't have the time. So, or they just don't want to drink that much liquids, or they want to avoid, you know, the yeah, maybe they and the just sugar. need a strong instant hit without, you know, <clears throat> d- maybe they want to down like, you know, the bottom of a cup instead of like seven cups. So you might do an espresso shot instead. 
or double espresso shot or triple espresso Same shot. Maybe like maybe you really need to get out of a funk or really wake the heck up or really go the heck to sleep. And so you take a just one, you know, fat dab rather than maybe taking several bowls. And because like because like an espresso shot is just espresso. <laughs> because the espresso shot is the concentrated coffee experience, you get like a very more potent caffeine buzz yeah you know you know it's a strong (laughs) (laughs) and um compared to like coffee where like you could drink it slow enough and have enough creamer and sugar where it feels more like you can take your time you can enjoy it i mean a dab once you once you put it in the banger you kind of gotta you gotta see it through yeah uh, as far as possible (laughs) but with a bowl i mean you can take grips as needed you can set it down I mean, I'm not a huge fan of, like, letting a bowl sit, but, mm-hmm. I mean, if you have to walk away for an hour and then finish the last half later, I mean, you can. It's still there. And I think that the flower buzz, well, the flower versus oil buzz reminds me a lot of the <laughs> coffee versus espresso buzz. And everyone has, like, a has an opinion on, like, the cannabis oil buzz. I always hear, I hear some people who say... Oh, cannabis oils are so bland and ineffective. They're more of an appetizer for flour. But then I have plenty of people and patients who use cannabis oils exclusively and have replaced it with flour and have figured out how to make oils work for them. <clears throat> and we're going to teach you how to do that because the cool thing about oil <clears throat> and flour is that when you really think about how to vaporize it, you could really control and have a very versatile entourage experience. So when we burn flour, or sorry, when we vaporize flour at different temperatures, it gives us different effects. And I think that the, um, well, I know that cannabis oil works exactly the same way, where if, so every single oil burns at an ideal temperature, but depending on what kind of effect you want to get from your oil will de- will determine your ideal temperature of burning. It's it's pretty cool. And you can either be general about it or you can get down to super, super specific numbers. Like, for example... But the more specific you are, the more of the connoisseur you are. Like, for example, mm-hmm. we can either talk very general and, uh, like, to brief you guys... If you are burning, say you have an email where you can choose the exact temperature. If you burn in the higher temps, which I would say are, try not to hit the 700s, but, you know, the the maybe 550s, 600 zone, uh, that's higher, ter- or that's a higher temperatures. And that's going to target the cannabinoids. So the CBD, the THC, the CBN, the CBC, what have you the CBG. Um, and then if you put it to lower temps, so maybe in the 400s, low 500s, you're going to be more targeting the terpenes. In fact, so I mean, that's kind of your general consensus. If you want to go high temp, you're targeting cannabinoids, lower temp, you get the terpenes. But if you want to get even more specific, 
Each terpene and each cannabinoid has an individual and incredibly specific combustion temperature. So you can look up. There's a ton of charts online. Vaporization bunch of, or Sorry, yeah, not okay. combustion. Vaporization. Um, and so you can look up online. There's a bunch of really great resources that will give you all these numbers. And you can set your rig, uh, your email, what have you. In this, Well, in this case, battery. In this case, battery. But I am saying that to be ultra specific a lot of times uh batteries will not let you really program the exact temperature but it might give you three or four settings usually indicated by different colors but we're smoking like connoisseurs exactly so but you know just to give a little context about what right uh so let's uh, so let's talk more about that that's a good segue the so most batteries like monica said do have multiple temperatures so the one the one we are using for this cartridge is only four so we're technically not consuming this cartridge like connoisseurs we could be we could be we can up our connoisseur game on this battery however the true connoisseurs option and in battery are the or the number one option is a battery that can choose a more and more a lot of temperatures so basically the more temperatures you can choose the more high quality your battery is which is unfortunate because in this market if that is what we're basing like connoisseurship on in terms of pens which i can agree with i'm not disagreeing with Mm -hmm. it's just unfortunate because the market makes it very difficult to be connoisseurs i mean true I mean, well, there might be a real, there might be a reason for that. There might be, but in general, you go into a store, uh, not a store, like a dispensary. They'll have a bunch of like different batteries, pens, things like that to choose from. Probably not a single one will be really good at temperature programming. In fact, most of them only have one temperature setting, and it. it even gets overwhelming to some people when they're like, whoa, there's more than one setting. But when you know how to use it, it's really not that difficult. It looks a lot more daunting than it is. And truth be told, you can use that to your advantage and get way more out of your medicine. In fact, I can never recommend oils medicinally unless you have a battery that can hit at least 500 different temperatures. And that sounds really specific too. But the thing is, is that... Cannabis as medicine is something that we do have to be specific with. You want to get as specific as possible, and it's not to say that those one-setting pens are not medicinal at all. They are, but if you really want to... Well, uh uh-huh, go on. One, I mean, be a connoisseur, and two, really be specific about what you're putting into your body, what your body needs, and really cater to that, which I promise will heighten the experience exponentially for you and your body (laughs) so you wouldn't use you wouldn't yeah you wouldn't use a fork to eat soup Mm -hmm. and i feel i know that's an i'm too high and that's a terrible analogy to make but but and it's it's, just so unfortunate it's choosing the right tool because i know i'm kind of getting ahead of myself here but it's really unfortunate because sometimes you have some incredible oils but they're built for either really crappy pens or decent pens but that just don't have temperature settings but, but it's getting better like for example uh i'm a huge fan of the pax era that's yeah not sponsored um but i do think it's worth talking about so this pen uh i think it also tends to target millennials because it is app based it's kind of mm-hmm. cool it looks like a fancy you know kind of bigger flash drive and 
you can download the app on your phone, sync your pen to the app, and then you can choose the exact temperature that you hit it at. And it changes temperature like real time. Between like 300 degrees mm-hmm. all the way up to 800 degrees. I think it's up to like the 900s, but they say oh, like yeah. don't pass the 700s. In fact, I th- I'm if they don't t- aren't telling you, I'm telling you don't don't ever go into the 700s. Oh, snap. Do you know? You don't need to. Do you kn- do you remember what the temperature is that oil burns that it becomes a carcinogen? It's either like early 700s or like high either low 700s or high 600s i personally would never pass 650 i think like the 640s are my absolute highest but i think that's even a little bit high i definitely should have known that before i went into this because that's good info to know it is but (laughs) yeah there is a temperature at which it gets so hot that the material that goes into your lungs some of it becomes carcinogenic and although cannabis does aid in fighting that let's just not put it in our bodies if it's not necessary if it can be avoided and i mean there really isn't much point in burning the oil that hard anyway just because you're already getting all the cannabinoids at you know lower temps that are still considered high Mm -hmm. the pax era i'm glad you brought that up because Mm -hmm. one thing i wanted to mention about pens are the so there are things called proprietary batteries proprietary cartridges sometimes like a proprietary setup and the end the pax era the pax era is a great example of that where an easy way to think of it proprietary property you know the it's a it's a fancy way of saying that the its own that the cartridge and the battery work exclusively with each other so that means that you can't put the cartridge on any other battery it probably won't even fit because a lot of these make their cartridges or even like the packs they made them into pods yeah uh-huh but a lot of so a lot of times like it won't even fit on another pen but if it does by chance it's not going to work together they're not going to be compatible now a lot of cartridges and batteries happen to work together and they're all almost universal and for some reason most of them are pretty compatible but keep in mind a lot of companies design batteries or at least they buy their batteries and they buy their cartridges with them you know within keeping in mind that they're going to be sold together so a lot of them are actually exclusively designed for each other but end up working in other ones as well and so all you but all you need to really worry about is finding a battery that can choose 500 different temperatures because the um or different voltages that's another thing too that that Mm -hmm. they might call it like if your pen can choose a lot of voltages which is which in term translates to the temperature at which your oil burns then it's a good quality good quality battery quality now now that we i think we've covered everything you need to know about batteries um yeah so it's either going to be a proprietary or a universal or a proprietary that's accidentally universal oh usually <laughs> usually they they charge you with the usb charger mm-hmm um, Every so often, they're going to have their own, you know, individualized charger. But very usually, if you have a USB cord, it's going to work. So that's kind of cool because if you lose, like, your specific charger, there's going to be, like, seven more laying around your house. Or it will be, like, a its own, like, the battery will plug into the cord with its own 
weird setup, which is then... We, like, And, and then the other end of the cord is a USB. Yeah. So you now have mastered batteries, and you now know why you need a battery that chooses multiple temperatures. Now we need to choose oil that is amazing quality. Because the thing with cannabis oil is it's a lot... There's a saying in programming, garbage in, garbage out. There's a saying in cannabis, cannabis. fire in, fire out. And if your cannabis product is nasty and gross and disgusting, your oil is going to be nasty, gross, and disgusting. And the, the, the awful thing about the oil industry is that you can hide nasty, disgusting oil by cleaning it so you can process it, it over and over and over again until it first of all you, you can make it clear like nice and gold but you can even make it like clear as water white. Like, like well i mean not white, white. <laughs> but like it could be water's s- a lot better than so when white. you're looking at oils you want to like make sure it's clean but make sure it's not too clean my favorite oil color that just if I can't judge on anything else and I can see the oil color, I like to be I like it to be a nice honey gold. Yeah. I need it to still have some like if it's completely clear, it makes me think like is there any cannabis matter in here? It means that they- Is there any like is mm-hmm. there any weed in it? You know, I mean, and I'm sure there is, obviously, and the color does not deem if there's cannabis or not. I mean, look at THCA crystalline or CBD crystalline. Um, in- it It's completely clear, but look at concentrate, dabs, rosin, um, turp sauce, all the things I like to smoke, and, like, that nice honey gold... Oh, it's Are- it's usually it's usually a promising sign. I like bright golds, too. Yeah. Um, so, sometimes you'll see brown oils. It's not always a bad sign. But super dark oil can but, sometimes be a sign of just you know. Yes. Um. But crudeness. Now, now let's now let's really delve into oils. Now, cannabis oil, the cartridge that's the oil that's inside the cannabis is usually, um, it's usually derived from it's usually CO two derived cannabis oil which means what does that mean tony that means kind of explain what co2 derived cannabis oil so co2 carbon dioxide okay yeah (laughs) make sure i got that right um is the stuff that comes out of our nose when we breathe and it's a material that they actually they blast through the grassy green stuff that we smoke the dry herb the flower so there's like 20 guys just over the flower going (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> no, they're totally taking... Totally kidding. That's a joke and a bad one at that. I apologize. They're taking CO2 in a machine and they're blasting it through that grassy, herby stuff to turn it into that oily, viscous material that we love so much. And then, mm-hmm. now, <clears throat> if it's a pure cannabis oil, or if it says... Usually, what I look for in a package is... I like, I like it when it says pure distillate oil. That means they usually just use co2 to get that out now um co2 is an awesome method because it retains a lot of cannabinoids however the downside is when you blast all that co2 through the cannabis the terpenes actually fall out of the cannabis no however the technology in these machines are getting so good that you can actually catch those terpenes 
save the then you can save them for later and then what you do is you take that oil that's that um, doesn't have any terpenes you process the rest of it you you will probably clean the oil one to three or the oil will probably be cleaned one to three times unless it's really nasty and then they keep cleaning it um but usually high cannabis oil that has a terp machine they don't usually do that because they want to make the oil not only look a nice golden color um but they they want it to they want it to be appealing to the connoisseur so they will then take the terpenes that they were saving for later that fell off and add them on at the end of the process and, and, and that is what we call reintroduced terpenes. And that leads me... Cannabis-derived uh, terpenes. Wait, before we... I know you want to jump... I know exactly what you want to jump into. But before we do that, there is... CO2 is the most typical form of oil... I hate how in, he reads my mind. ...inside of these pens. But sometimes there is live resin cartridges. So that's what we're smoking right now. So live resin oil... Is a it's not typical. Typically, it's always CO two distillate that's inside of a cartridge, but the um, the one we're smoking on right now is actually live resin, and that is why THC that that is why this pen forms THC crystals in the cartridge. The more we smoke it and heat it up, because it's not distillate. Distillate won't do that. Live resin does that, and um. Live resin cartridges would be considered a little more high-end because they are processed with butane, just like live resin sauce, shatter, uh, uh, butter, batter, and um, which are other forms of concentrated cannabis. And then there's another form of concentrated oil, which is extracted from alcohol. Sometimes they call it RSO oil. I recommend that you stay away from this oil. Just, I mean, eat it, don't smoke it. Yeah, don't, because <laughs> the thing is, is if RSO, if, if RSO, mm. if Rick, if RS, Rick Simpson found out that you were putting RSO oil in a cartridge, or at least alcohol-derived oil in a cartridge and smoking it, he'd slap you. He okay. says clearly on his site, don't smoke it, so he really might. Okay, he, um, yeah. Now I, you, oh, go I on. I do have two things to say now. Now, now Monica, go one, for it. one. Uh, butane extraction methods have raised a little bit of controversy lately, uh, just because people are, well, okay, we're in a time where people are becoming more conscious of their health, and we're starting to realize that that's not a passing fad, it's kind of sticking. I mean, uh, veganism, vegetarianism, just more conscious living in general, it's becoming a bigger thing. I mean, California banning straws, I know not everybody's happy about it, but look at the steps that are being taken lately, mm-hmm. um, just to be more conscious of the environment. Well, same thing is kind of happening in terms of cannabis, and people are starting to say, wait, butane? I don't want to inhale anything that's been passed through butane. So let me, I mean, I don't know, maybe this will be... A relief to you and maybe not up to you but it's really not that big of a deal because a lot of things pass through butane methods of um, just preservation and things like that to the point where most of the foods in the grocery store that you are currently purchasing uh, unless you're really only purchasing from the produce section which you know thumbs up to you uh, 
a lot of that is passed through way more butane than you will ever have in the pens. And those pens don't come anywhere to enough butane in parts per million to be, you know, reaching the legal limit. So, I mean, it kind of stinks that you're inducing a lot of butane from other sources, but there are legal levels put into place and your pens are not nearing them in the slightest. So, I mean, if that's a method you prefer to avoid, that's still completely your choice to be respected. Um, but just to give you some, some context, it's really not as big of an issue as perhaps people are creating it out to be. Especially in the Nevada cannabis industry. Yeah. Where you are not allowed to, there's a certain parts per million of butane you're allowed to have in your cannabis before it is no longer allowed to be legally sold. Mm -hmm. Also, so I wanted to get back to my other point, which was, you know that terpene <laughs> extraction method, that special machine Tony was talking about? I think uh, that's our first, like, big precaution to take because you really need to do your research on what brands you're consuming true what their story is what their mission statement is things like that i mean find the people who are going to do you right and care about the patient because there are a lot of companies who really don't and they're going to use anything that's going to help them to cut corners lower the costs and sometimes that means putting in food grade terpenes now it's still really and Besides food-grade terpenes, we also have companies adding materials like mm -hmm. PG. Yeah. Do you know what that is again? Uh, pro... Uh-huh. You're right. Propane glycerate? glycerin, Glycerin? Something think, like that. I think that. you're right. You want to stay away from PG. You want to stay away from PEG, which is polyethyl glycerin. Something like that, yeah. And then I feel like there's one that we're forgetting. Just glycerin. You don't want glycerin in your oil. It's just... They're cutting it with a bunch of stuff to the point where it's not a lot of cannabis. So if your oil is super liquidy, it's probably a bad sign. You really want it to be kind of a honey viscosity, too. Make it... I mean, it should not be moving a lot. That no. oil should should be pretty stable in there. But what I was more getting at was there are some companies who are... I mean, there are a lot of companies who are going to straight up lie to you and tell you that those terp machines and those reintroduction methods don't exist and are way too expensive, and if anybody is using those, they're lying to you. Well, let me tell you that the people telling you that are actually the ones lying to you. They're probably using food-grade terpenes, which means terpenes taken from other, other plants, other fruits, and that in and of itself is not necessarily a bad thing, except... There are people who are ultra-allergic to certain fruits, and so... Also, we don't really know... And we don't know where these terps are coming from, and a lot of times the companies will even lie to you about that. And we don't and, know the long-term effects of these, too. Mm -hmm, and a lot of times they'll put in some weird terp medleys to the point where they can't even tell you which specific terpenes are in it. Or even if they can, they can't tell you what fruit they are actually coming from. And that can pose problems in terms of allergies or sensitivities, reactions. We don't know how these food-grade terps are, um, are affecting our lungs and bodies long-term. And just to add to that, and just in its simplest form, why are we turning cannabis into this massive Frankenstein manipulation project? I mean, if there's already terpenes in it, why not use those? Why not utilize what it is? Especially because they're beautiful. Honor the plant's entourage effect instead of, like, fusing them. Like, I mean... So, like, a company... Like, you wouldn't, like, fuse a goat and a camel together, and if you do, you're kind of a sick person, just to make, like, the milk taste 
uh-huh. even better, you know, because goat milk and camel milk are good, so they must be great together, or because, like, I don't know, it's cheaper than breeding camel for some reason. Who knows? This is getting to be a weird analogy, yeah, but... I think that was not the right It analogy. wasn't a good one, but, like, <laughs> long story short, we don't have to create this, like, massive, like... Like I said, Frankenstein project out of it. Let's keep it simple. Let's use what we have because it's proven to be good enough. And even if it is expensive, people will pay for the quality. People will pay for medicine. I mean, look how many millions of dollars the United States is spending, if not billions. I don't know the stats. But we're spending a crap ton on big pharma, and a lot of people are trying to veer away from it. If they're used to spending thousands on their medication a year... A few hundred in cannabis is nothing for them. They're down to spend $100 on a cartridge versus $25 if it really means a difference. Yes. Trust me. Now, the connoisseur's choice of terp, of, you know, in this debate of food-derived terp versus cannabis-derived terps versus no terps at all, the (laughs) connoisseur's choice would be cannabis-derived terps. So the, um, yeah, like Monica said, people will pay, will pay, will pay money for their good terps. I mean, like Monica and I, we rarely buy cartridges, but the, this cartridge that we bought, it's $70 retail and we'll pay, I, I know not only would I love to pay for more of them, but like, I love the idea of selling them because they are amazing literally the world's best cartridge and no one's paying me to say that right now i swear to god mm-hmm. these the this cartridge is just crazy good and when you start applying these ideologies to when you're shopping for cannabis cartridges you will have a entourage effect that is that's gonna make people jealous um Truth. i think that covers it. I think the thing we need to emphasize is that no PGs and PEGs. I feel like that's Another not... Oh, go ahead. thing about food-grade terps, aside from the fact that one would at least assume that if you're keeping the cannabis product, like, together, it would work better synergistically than implementing, like, things from other plants. Just, like, going back to my awful analogy, if you were to put a goat stomach into a camel stomach... You know, by surgery, it would probably not work as well as if you, you know, put it into a goat stomach. Anyway, horrible, horrible analogies on my end. I'm sorry. It's late. Um, But, 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 but. Go back to coffee. Go back. Yeah, I think we should stop with camels and goats. What's going on? But food grade terps, at least I've noticed, my throat is very sensitive to them. And the second I get them, they make my nose hurt and tingle. My throat gets super irritated for days on end. And I notice that that doesn't happen when I'm consuming just, you know, unmessed with cannabis. And so even if that's the only bad side effect, I'd rather not have it. I'd rather have my medicating be as smooth and clean and painless yes, and actually, comfortable as possible. Actually, before we before we end this podcast, I forgot. We should talk about the negative side effects of cannabis ter- of cannabis cartridges because there are nasty, gross, mm-hmm. painful side effects because if these if if you're not smoking right, you you can suffer these. Uh, Monica already said a few of them. What popcorn the, lung. Popcorn lung is one that people like to is a term people like to throw around a lot because that the PEGs and the <sighs> PGs we were talking about earlier were very popular in 
in the factories that used to make popcorn, or at least the butter for popcorn, and they would get this material in their lungs and they would like contract a really terrible disease from it that they nicknamed popcorn lung and people are showing those same symptoms when they smoke too many cartridges um so yeah uh, some of the negative side effects of cartridges include blisters in your mouth uh blisters in your lungs um really nasty highs highs that are like too much um highs that don't really do anything at all um it can cause uh bronchial distress it because if you're the thing is is if you're smoking exclusively a cartridge or smoking a lot of a cartridge you might be adding like you know a lot of heat into your lungs or under your lips like when i use too much yeah. disposables i like do this inhale that's like and then the smoke just like touches my the bottom the bottom of my lip and that part will can actually get burnt and it sucks i notice it burns a lot more with food grade terps and here's the thing about food grade terps guys they're called food grade terpenes not inhalation grade not inhalation grade terpenes so until not combustion grade it's made for lemonades for sorbets for for eating your tummy yeah so until they start making frosting until they start making inhalation grade terpenes i advise that you the connoisseur skip food grade terpenes in your cannabis yeah cannabis has been inhaled for centuries literally and there's a lot more to show from that than food grade terps and going back to the popcorn lung i did look it up to give you guys a little more context its technical name because it is a nickname is uh bronchiolitis obliterans so first of all obliterans sounds like obliterate so that's not really good and it's a condition that damages your lungs smallest airways making them scarred and all messed up it makes you cough feel short of breath um and like you said it was very more common in um popcorn factories and it's still used i believe uh to flavor microwave popcorn so i mean yeah so don't breathe that in (laughs) so a lot of people say like vaporizing oils is a cooler method to consume because oh, it's irreversible because yeah because yeah. it's cleaner i can agree to an extent if you vaporize your oil responsibly yeah it's cleaner but if you are if you are hitting your oils at high temps or not thinking about your temperatures i th- like the thing is is like you're going to cause irritation in your lungs i've had okay like Man, I have a story that I'm not going to tell today, but I had to one time... T- okay, long story short, uh-huh. I had to tell somebody on the phone who's... Somebody on the phone called my dispensary and said a, dis- a bud tender told me that vaporizing oils won't make you cough. And uh. I had to kind of, I had to tell that man, I'm sorry, sir, that but that... That makes me mad. I had to say, I'm sorry, sir, but that sounds very illogical to me. Even if you are putting vapors in your lungs... Just if your lungs vaporizing. are not used to anything other than air... Then if you put anything other than air in your lungs, you will cough. It doesn't matter how smooth the pen is or the strain is. Or how often any, you smoke. I still cough amount, when I smoke. Yeah. But and especially for someone who, like, doesn't know much better. Like, uh-huh. I, mean, you t- I mean, you might not cough quite as much. But, I mean, I still cough from pens if I take a bigger hit. 
Um, yeah, no, it, mm-mm. don't, don't tell people that, guys. So, yeah. r- real quick, guys, I once did an experiment where I only smoked oils exclusively for two, for two, I was trying to go for two weeks, but I think I can only, I only was able to do four days before my lung, before I was tired of the wheeze that developed, like, it destroyed uh-huh. my, it destroyed my lungs, it, de- it made my, like, my, uh, bronchioles just feel irritated it's scary the ratio of high quality pens and oils to low quality there is on and the I market was, and that was my problem i was smoking a very low quality oil that had all of these nasty things we said to stay away from and it just was not a good experience and that i wish i didn't do it i wish i was more educated i will not make that mistake again i can confidently say that i could now exclusively smoke oils for two weeks if that was my only option because yeah. I now know that you need to control you your temperature you and you need high quality oil and <clears throat> yeah and that's all you need to really know oh yeah so Monica earlier we emphasized researching uh, the companies stole the words right out of my <gasps> Freaking oh, my brain. Bad. My bad. Monica mentioned it's... earlier about researching oil companies. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys a pro tip. The one easy way to figure out if an oil company is good or not is to look at their advertising campaigns and see how much they are showing off the process of making the oil yeah. versus how much they are showing off the process of people enjoying really the ask oil. Ask yourself, like, do they? Is this a company who takes pride in their process? In their transparency. Uh-huh. Because if they will show you how their oil is made and they actually show, show the real deal. And the thing is, is that it's weird. Oil extraction, like when you watch it live, it looks kind of, it's weird because it's nasty. Because it looks like, like, it looks like you're watching a machine poop in the poop <laughs> but it's also really sexy it because it's concentrated oil and it's just like watching a machine poop the sexiest cannabis poop oil and and we cannot stress this enough not so much the poop part but the do your research part because i hate to say this and unfortunately i say this from both sides the cannabis industry right now is not the cannabis community's friend yeah they don't have your health and well-being in mind, which is sad from a partially medicinal industry, but it's true. And a lot of the most popular pens you see on the market, scarily, are the most dangerous. And we're not going to name names. Tony. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I'm not naming Tony's name. I'm just (laughs) emphasizing so that I don't name names and Tony ends up shouting them out for me. Um, But, like, for example, in California last year, they tested a bunch of the most popular brands um, without the brands knowing. And a lot of them couldn't even pass basic pesticide tests. Like, you were seriously inhaling more nail polish remover and pesticides than actual, like, plant cannabis matter, which is scary, unnecessary, you don't want it. Um, I cannot rant enough on that subject, so I'm not going to get started. Well, I know what's even scarier about that is that one of the benefits of making cannabis... And they're being pushed as the most fire-like stuff on the market. What makes that even scarier is that one of the cannabis... uh, Oh man, literally just lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. It's okay. Oh, one of the thing, one of the reasons why making cannabis oil is amazing is that you can like 
you can blast out all of the pesticides and fungus and molds in your mold in your cannabis when you create cannabis oil and, and that was actually a huge issue where everybody seemed to be an extraction artist but where were all the cultivators to match and the thing is they were taking that cannabis that was not passing inspection could not be put on the shelves was full of mold or pesticides and they were blasting it enough times to hide the material so that it could pass lab results and that's another reason why you want to do research pro tip if a cannabis <laughs> cultivation or flower company for some reason switches to oils and cannabis edibles that use and oils stops making flour. and stops selling flour chances are they are going to fail a mold and pesticide it, test yeah it probably means that their grow up was contaminated or something happened they couldn't sell their flour anymore and they turn it into Won't oil be able to for a while and they, yeah and they turn it into oil to so they can sell it to us because it like we said earlier that stuff falls off of the oil but the thing is is that like we don't know how that is going to affect us in the long yeah. term it's not it's just not good this tends to be most prevalent in distillates so i urge you if you are buying any distillate products really be careful really really do some extra research on um you go, know that if, company go get your distillate lab tested especially if something yeah. works for you yeah. go get it mm -hmm. lab tested or if you want to make sure something is good or not go get it lab tested because lab tests are great I feel like there was one more thing I wanted to say, but I, we were talking about how, oh, yeah, just, I think another pro tip, don't trust an oil company that uses sex to sell their product. Mm -hmm. If they're using sex appeal to sell their oil. Honestly, nope. that's such an outdated method of marketing i mean that's a sign you need to research their oil quality yeah no i mean not only is it super super outdated like seriously why are we using like 40s marketing techniques when we're in 2018 now let's get a little more modern but also what it tells me when brands are using sex to sell cannabis mm -hmm. it just tells me that their product is incapable of speaking for itself and they quite frankly have no pride in it if you had pride in your product if your product could speak for itself i mean you'd be advertising your product not that girl's boobs with the product you know barely visible and it has gotten so bad that sometimes i have to actively look and it takes me a while to find the product in the shot because like it's gonna be like a girl modeling and from like three feet away with like a cartridge in her hand and like i can barely tell that's what she's holding you know so let's like get with the times people let's start um actually taking marketing seriously let's start taking products seriously <coughs> consumers seriously and um let's start having a little pride in what we make let's stop cutting corners um sorry for the rants but yeah, this is good. this is a very touchy subject cartridges things like that they have some very bad raps amongst the connoisseurs um a lot of people nowadays are just staying away from them they are very uh useful they're very convenient, but sometimes it's just not worth it. So that's that. We are nearing the end of our time, so. It sucks because the one thing we didn't get to talk about is top flow versus airflow, which is, I don't want to talk about it because I feel like the real connoisseur just has to ignore that because if I feel like if your cartridge requires top flow, which means that the battery, that means it heats up. That means that the battery heats the cartridge from the top rather than the bottom, which is what most cartridges do. I feel like if you are using a top flow setup, you're either using it because you're a connoisseur and you found an oil setup that works for you, 
and that's the setup that it happens to be are your or maybe somebody or maybe you're smoking a product that needs to be that because it's not a connoisseur's product it's a cheap product and basically another pro tip and the probably the last pro tip we can always do a short podcast just on that too. yeah exactly but the last pro tip is based and this kind of works in cannabis but i think also in the quality of everything in life basically like kind of got to spend some money on quality like like long story short do make make the wise choice and buy a battery that's kind of expensive that will do those things we said it will do and it's not a waste of money you get it all back in value value is what you get out of it. i remember you pay for what you get you really really do and if you pay a little more trust me it's gonna hit better you're gonna you're really gonna get your money's worth in product it's worth it to spend a few more dollars unfortunately disposables are not the connoisseur's choice but I think one day, but I, but hey, manufacturers you sh- dis- of disposables, you should think about making disposables mm, that. Is really. You should think about making disposables that. that are different temperatures that mm-hmm. can change temps. That yeah. that would be dope. That's okay. my one recommendation. Okay, now I can. Make I've said, it a connoisseur product. I think I've said everything I want to say about cannabis oils, guys. I'm. I don't know if you noticed. I'm passionate about cannabis oils. It used to be the most. It used to be the most intimidating thing for me to sell because I didn't know how it worked. It's a little daunting. It's a little more technical, technological. It's a. Uh, and I used to be a lot like, of confusion like, and lack of knowledge in general in the industry. I, u- I used to pass them on to my other bud tenders if somebody <laughs> wanted to buy cannabis oils in a cartridge. Now look at me now, fifty-six minute podcast on, <laughs> on cannabis oils. Fifty-seven soon. All yeah, right, exactly. guys. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Entourage Effect, brought to you by. Green Rush. Hope you had a fantastic time. I know I did. Did you, I did Monica? Too. Good. Be sure to check out greenrush.com for all your cannabis needs. And if you would like to sponsor our podcasts and some more education, be sure to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash the entourage effect. I can tell you almost forgot what it was for a second. Like how I do? No. Green, green Rush? No. Oh, my bad. Okay, oh. I thought you did. Oh, sorry. It's, no, it was good. <laughs> anyway, well, <laughs> we will see you next time. And until then, guys, stay elevated. Bye, tribe.